0: Outstanding. You know how I love rambling, so please do not hesitate. Um, <laughs> welcome to checking out the competition, Boston Bruins. We are joined by one of my favorites, Sky, who writes for Stanley Cup of Chowder as well as the Seattle Kraken site, Davy Jones Locker. Sky, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing just fine. Uh, definitely ready for a uh, wonderful Thursday night game.
0: Who doesn't Um, love Thursday night hockey? Am I right?
1: I know it's the best part.
0: So we're, you know, we're getting on to a quarter of the way through the season already, which is wild. Um, So I know that there's a lot of actual hockey to talk about, but since this is the first time we're going to be seeing the Bruins this year, if you could kind of run down any big changes that happened over the summer, anyone in anyone out, anything that you think is worth mentioning there.
1: Well, uh you may remember a familiar face, and that's uh David Krejci, who was previous previously went to uh the Czech Republic to uh basically help teach his kids Czech so that uh he could they could interact with their grandparents and he could uh get a little more in tune with his uh with his roots. He went to uh Olimus in somewhere in Czechia. I couldn't tell you where unfortunately. Um well, almost the, the town. Uh so he he came back. Um they also picked up Pavel Zaka, who is a oh, very yeah. good player. I I think that he's uh slowly blossoming into a kind of player that players can that uh fans can really enjoy. Uh also they picked up a bunch of uh guys that you may or may not have heard heard of AJ Greer, uh Anton Strawman. Uh they more, they've been really trying to get Jakob Zaborl into the lineup, and uh, a lot of this team is sort of the same as last year, just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the biggest reason and the biggest strength, the biggest revelation of it is uh, Hampus Lindholm.
0: Okay, Lindholm
1: is just he's fantastic, he's an absolutely fantastic player and they were able to get and they were able to get him on uh uh over the off season from uh from the ducks and he's just been fantastic. He is going to be probably one of the better defensemen that this team sees over the next uh year or so.
0: And all of this kind of like hung on Patrice Bergeron right like because it seemed like for a little while maybe he was going to go and that the Bruins I, I remember kind of at the start of the summer I mean obviously how does this affect the Flyers like you know that whole joke but I distinctly remember us having a conversation at Broad Street Hockey about how annoyed we were going to be to watch the Boston Bruins embark on the kind of rebuild that we knew that the Flyers needed that they weren't going to do um, mm-hmm. kind of because it seemed like if Bergeron didn't come back, like that was kind of the only path for the team really to go down. But I guess him and he came back for just a year, right?
1: Yes. As far as we know, he's this is his. Uh, he's only got a year contract signed. Um, We'll see at the end of the season if uh, he decides to come back for another one. But uh I mean, yeah, this could be it. And uh, that's a weird feeling to have watched a player go from this uh, you know, really kind if kind of uh, less good at English than you might expect kid from uh, somewhere out in Quebec to the best player the team has seen in the 21st century is, is insane. And to see the twilight in air quotes cuz he's still fantastic mm-hmm. uh of this career is really is, it really kind of sets you in a weird perspective um but yeah um this whole thing hinged on Bergeron coming back because even at his advanced age he's still doing stuff that should not be possible for someone of his age of his uh category If he's plateauing, if he is doing anything that could suggest he's getting worse or he's finally starting to get caught up by uh, father time, we haven't seen it yet. So I think this whole thing has sort of been contingent on him being the player that he's been and to the delight of the team, he's he's just Patrice Bergeron all the time. Yeah,
0: he's stupid good. It's really annoying to me. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's get into the season that the Bruins are having so far, which is um, short version, seems to be very good. 14-2, and two, 16 mm-hmm. games played. The thing that I found crazy when I was kind of looking up their box stats was that their points percentage is like well above anyone else's. They're at an 875 points percentage followed by Vegas at 813. So, like, they're winning so many more of their games than anyone else right now. They have a plus 30 goal differential, which is, like,
1: yeah, uh, crazy.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, I it's just, you know, based on that and nothing else, it seems to me that, like, if I ask you what's going well for the Bruins, it sounds like everything. But if you could kind of, like, fill us in on, you know – what has been going so well for the Bruins to start the season? What what do we got there?
1: The secondary scoring showed up. Like, for the last couple of seasons, it's been uh, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and David Poster doing the lion's share of the scoring. And to their credit, that's still the case. But now uh, Jake DeBrusque has finally seems to have uh, found a life hockey balance that's working for him, and he's got 11 points in 15 games. Uh, Hampus Lindholm, once again, 17 points and 16 gay. Yeah, the games. second leading
0: scorer on the team. That's wild.
1: Yeah. Like, I I th- I knew that there was this. Uh we had a writer a long time ago who suggested that Hampus Lindholm, if they ever got him, would have been able to solve a lot of the problems that the Bruins had. And boy, has he proved that right. Um, But also Taylor Hall, even if he's struggling, he's still making stuff work. Uh, Pavel Zaka and David Krejci are still doing phenomenal work. Charlie Coyle is scoring better. Connor Clifton is getting involved. Nick Foligno looks like he's back from the dead. Um, And it takes a long time to go down that list of uh, skaters and find a player who doesn't have a point. Like there's one player and it's Anton Strahlman played like four games and Jakob Zaboral, who was previously hunting for his first point just got it in uh, Buffalo so he was they have have just finally found a way to get the most out of their roster um I think part of it comes down to Jim Montgomery's system which is very high on events it's mm-hmm. not nearly as like suffocating as uh Bruce Cassidy's system is mm-hmm. but it's so much stuff happens during the games it's not just that they're good it's that they're good and very exciting to watch which i think is the most the most fun part even if they're bad like Like, even if they're no go on ahead go on ahead
0: i was just gonna say like honestly like what more could you ask for like your team being fun and good like that is the absolute dream
1: (laughs) there is one specific thing i would like them to have not done this year but we don't have to get into that
0: oh we all know what that is yeah yeah I mean, it's, it stinks but mm. um yeah i i mean we could talk about it but i i think that anyone listening to this knows what you and i think about it i think we probably have the same opinion as everyone else it was shitty yeah was
1: shitty. I, um, I've, I've vented my spleen enough about it um yeah if, if consequences come down we'll let you know just check the site periodically
0: so but. um Back to the happier things. I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up the coaching change because I I obviously do want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess you've kind of answered the question already, but I I just wanted to know what what if anything was the biggest difference. And I guess it is kind of a wholesale different kind of hockey, like less New York Islanders, more Florida Panthers.
1: A little bit. Um, Jim Montgomery does still believe very much in possession hockey. He does keep the uh, idea of it going. It's just at like two times speed. Mm. Um, Part of it is that I think the team really, really likes Monty, Um, which there has been rumor that uh, Bruce Cassidy didn't exactly make a whole lot of friends here. And as the as time went on, people were just afraid to not get benched and you know stuff like that so jim seems to have brought a much more casual style a much more uh fun personable uh sort of relationship between the players and the and the team but you know they also still have that deeply ingrained you are the boston bruins you're the best team in the nhl as far as you know you just have to go out there and prove it every night and even on bad games even You know some of the some of the worst games that you have. You're still better than most teams. Like I was in person to watch the Bruins play in Buffalo, and they had 40 minutes of some of the most agonizing hockey I've played. Watched them play, but they got it together in the third period, and they showed why they are, you know, still basically on top of the league. And I think a big part of that comes down to Monty. He will Mm -hmm. make. he will make little adjustments throughout a game and it will it will always pay off. And I'm re- I'm really impressed by him and man, I know we don't really put a lot of stock into the Jack Adams because it's always sort of like we thought you were going to suck the award. Yeah. But I genuinely <laughs> think he needs I not only do I think he deserves it, I think he needs that cuz he came from a he came from a pretty rough yeah. place and this would just be the the cap on a year that he, that he has shown so much.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I certainly wouldn't hate to see that happen. He's the guy that I was hoping the flyers would hire. I mean, I, I mean like Tortorella, I feel like was born to coach the flyers at some point. So I kind of, we kind of knew that is where it was going to end up, but you know, a lot of us were kind of hoping that they would go a little outside the box with, someone like Jim Montgomery.
1: specifically mm.
0: like mostly because he has a little bit of a tie to the organization and the Flyers can't help themselves when it comes to hiring someone who used to be here before. Um but yeah, I'm as much as I dislike seeing the Bruins succeed, um, I do like that Montgomery seems to be like proving to the hockey world that like this is exactly where he belongs and the little the little blip that he had, um you know he he got past it, which is great to see, I think
1: yeah, he put in the work, and now he's being rewarded for putting in that work, so I hope that uh things continue apace, um unfortunately, that might require the flyers to lose another game, but you know, I don't anticipate them losing tonight, so maybe they can take this as a positive
0: you don't. I do. <laughs> uh, we're recording this Tuesday night right before the Flyers play the Blue Jackets, a game which I am expecting them to lose only because it's the most fun, I think, for them to go per- on a losing streak.
1: Personally, I am confident that the Blue Jackets cannot score their way out of a paper bag. So <laughs> Flyers fans, don't you worry. You will have a win this week.
0: <laughs> um, Let's talk a little bit about Linus Olmark. What? Linus or Linus with him? Linus. Linus, okay. Nailed it. Um, he's got a 936. That is pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard not to look at that kind of number and just assume that he, by himself, is just playing lights out. But do you think it is, in fact, just his performance that's gotten him to that level so far? Or do you think that the team in front of him is putting in some work as well?
1: Um, The team is definitely putting in some work, but uh, as I said, part of the events part of Jim Montgomery Hockey is that sometimes events will happen to you. And so I think Linus has been told that, you know, we are going to rely on you to be the last the last guy more, maybe more than we anticipated. Um, We really expect you to be the number one. Uh, Jeremy Swayman is good, but he's still young. And we're really yeah. trying to find a good life balance for him. So until we get there with him, you are our our number one goaltender and you have to prove that every night. And so far. He's been fantastic. There's no, I can't really say anything other than uh, sometimes during cross crease passes, he can get a little caught up. But so far, that hasn't really bothered him. Even in games where he gives up the worst goal of the game, he'll still manage to uh, salvage it and the team will win. So nothing but positive things to say about Linus Allmark.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, for reference, for the Flyers fans listening to this, Carter Hart has 937. So we're talking about, a you know, a goaltending performance as good as we've been seeing out of Carter Hart, which is to say real, real friggin good um particularly for Hart because he does not have the Boston Bruins (laughs) so he's been kind of uh been the the thing willing the Flyers to victory for most of the season so far um what would you say is going bad for the Bruins where are they struggling
1: uh front office next question um really honestly (laughs) the 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 only real issue that they have is that right now they have trouble playing teams in ontario like they're om- i i don't even know why it, their two losses were against the senators who blew them out and the leafs who got to take advantage of uh the thing what happened uh as the night as that happened the night before cuz otherwise i guess part of it is injury there there's still a bunch of players on injured reserve and there are players coming into the uh into the uh, onto the team just like in a slow trickle but everything that should have caused them to be sort of down where the flyers are you know they're too injured they don't have all the players that they need right now Mm -hmm. doesn't seem to have affected them at all it's I guess the only real problem that they have is that they have trouble facing uh, the Leafs and the Sens, which, if that's the worst problem that you have, you're in a pretty good spot.
0: True, but, I mean, I know mm-hmm. this is looking ahead, but, like, as we all know, the Leafs and the Bruins are, like, contractually obligated to meet in the playoffs. So I
1: don't if want they to talk about it. if <laughs> they
0: can't beat the Leafs, that seems seems like it could be trouble down the road. I mean, obviously, we're 16, 16 games into the season. It doesn't really matter right now. Um, but like, because to be quite honest with you, I don't think that I expected a quarter of the way into the season for the Bruins to essentially be, you know, in the standings, the best team in the league.
1: Oh, heck no. Everyone was know? sort of expecting this team to get good now.
0: I was going to ask if this is the start that you expected from the team heading into the season.
1: Oh, no, absolutely not. Like, I was expecting, like, they'll be fine. They're not going to be great. They'll probably not be in a playoff spot by Thanksgiving. And then I'd have to explain to everybody why that isn't a bad thing. And then they pumped the Caps, pumped the, the Panthers, pumped the Coyotes. Not that hard to do. And then. They just ripped off win after win after win after win, and it was as convincing as possible. And they, it's just been business as usual. I, I've, I'm flabbergasted that a team that had their number one uh, winger and their number one defenseman on the mend and were expecting to get better, you know, as the season went on, to start at number one number two in the league and just Mm -hmm. stay there um there's something special about this team that i don't know if i can put it into words it's a little bit of magic that this team has been able to conjure that's just propelling them to new heights
0: oh no the bruins have the vibes
1: oh buddy the vibes in this room are honestly fantastic oh you hate to see it Say say what you will of the higher ups, but this team has genuinely one of the funnest group of guys I think that the league has right now, and it's very fun to watch.
0: Mm. That's that's terrible to hear because it's very hard I, I feel <laughs> to overcome when the I feel like I mean, we saw it here with the Phillies and in, in Philadelphia. Um, mm. When a sports team's vibes. Reach a certain level, like, I, I just feel like they can't be stopped. Like, the, there, it's just too good. The fun is yeah. too much. The happiness is too much. Like, everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is, like, enjoying the fuck out of playing a game for a living. And I feel like when they get there, it's very difficult to bring them down because they're just having fun.
1: You know? Yeah. I think that the vibes are... Close are close to that, if not, yeah. well, I, a little better. <laughs> like these these guys are playing for each other in a way that, even on some very good Bruins teams we haven't seen before, um, this could be a very special year as time goes on. But you know, it's still a less than a quarter of the way through the season. Still got a ton of games to play. We'll see how it goes from here.
0: So it sounds to me like positionally they don't really have any glaring weaknesses to speak of right now. Depth
1: defense is kind of messed up, okay. but it's fine.
0: I mean, who really has a good third pair?
1: No one. No, absolutely no one. And if you do have a third good third pair, you're like, I don't know, Vegas.
0: Right. right. Where, you um,
1: ju- where you can where you could just casually acquire whoever you want and be good.
0: Yeah. You you just turn them into a good defenseman like with some National Predators, Tampa Bay Lightning.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, you just instill that in them, and suddenly they are. You find your Mark Doc and turn them into <laughs> a forty-point player. <laughs>
0: um, how about special teams? How are they doing there?
1: Pretty good. Um, ah, nice. one. <laughs> I mean, it was much. It, it's been a weird year for special teams. A big thing that has been. Uh, propelling this team forward is that they have a top 10 not necessarily top 5 power play but their penalty kill is nearly lights out it is at a 91% success rate it's absolutely it's absolutely phenomenal Um, their power play is very interesting because it's honestly Monty Hockey in uh, in Isolate It's just a lot of stuff happening. Mm. They're moving the puck around a lot better. Um, They're taking tons of chances, which they didn't do when uh, Bruce Cassidy was in charge. And it goes back and forth on whether or not it works. Um, But it's it's working very well. Um, Obviously, five on five is still where they're uh, getting most of their bread, but. You know their power play can show up big, and that's big for them. And when you have a penalty kill that's essentially spotless, really nothing bothering them right now. It
0: it sure doesn't sound like it. Which is, I don't even know why I'm going to bother ask you this question because it feels, for a team like the Flyers, like a a scheduled loss. But um, for a team that has two losses on the season, you. Mm-hmm a couple of teams from Ontario. Um, What does a team like the Flyers have to do to beat the Boston Bruins? Because it sounds to me like based on what you said about this game in Buffalo, that maybe Buffalo found a way for a little bit of the game to kind of maybe find a way to get one over on the Bruins. Obviously they didn't at the end, but what, what can a bad team do? (laughs) <laughs> to beat the Boston <laughs> Birds. How, how do they do that?
1: Um, one thing that they can definitely do is uh, the Bruins can sometimes take a couple periods off. Um, it happened the most obviously during the Buffalo game, but there can be, you know, a, a second period where the Bruins kind of hang back because they have a one goal lead or something like that. And they'll just kind of get a little less structured as the night goes on. And if you can take advantage of that, um, um, then you can then you can po- uh, potentially surprise them. But if you manage to either a tie that game and or and then get a lead, um, you have to hang on for dear life. Yeah. That's the that's the big thing is that you got to figure out how to a take advantage of them when they're not playing at their a game. And then when they snap back to reality, um, you have to do what you can to keep that lead because it is going to be very hard to keep.
0: Mm. This is sounding very good. Um, that said, <laughs> since you think the Flyers are going to beat the Blue Jackets tonight, which mm-hmm. means they'll be heading into this Boston Bruins game, uh, riding the high of victory, perhaps. What's your guess for the final score of this
1: game? Um, I think that Carter Hart is finally showing what he should have been showing us uh, a couple years ago. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming that this is actually going to be a fairly low scoring game. Um, I think this is going to be one of those 3-1 games that's 2-1 for like uh, most of like 40 minutes. And then an empty netter mm. is scored and your Boston Bruins will come home with a victory.
0: Yeah, it feels right. It's a home game for the Bruins. The Flyers are on the road in Columbus.
1: Hey, it's it's fine. Then you get to play a very very um mercurial team in the cat on the Habs in uh, Saturday. You'll yeah. be f- you'll probably be able to pull a, a win out for that.
0: You know, I don't I don't know what's happening with the Flyers. We have reached the point at which last season. Um, everything started to fall apart in, like, very dramatic ways. And hilariously enough, they had, like, almost exactly the same record at this point last season as the Flyers do this season. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see which way it goes. If they do just destroy themselves like they did last season, or if John Tortorella and a couple of new faces changes the way this whole thing goes i don't
1: know well i think that if there's one positive that i can take from john tortorella being the flyers head coach it is that if they manage to start trying to destroy themselves um then torts is going to notice it and he is immediately going to may probably make some noise about it which i think has been harder for the team to get force out of themselves is hey, we're kind of screwing this up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We need to dig down and find it and dig ourselves out of this hole and I can't think of anyone who is better at screaming dig up stupid than John Tortorella. I mean, I don't always agree with every decision he has ever made but I can't think of anyone who is better at uh motivation through screaming than yeah, he is.
0: He he... As Like I said, as much as I wanted us to bring in old Jimbo Montgomery, um, there really is no person better suited to take care of this disaster than John Tortorella. Why he wanted to do it, I have no idea. But he is exactly what I think both the players and the fans needed out of the coach right now, so... Um, At least we have that to look forward to. I'm going to say that the Flyers lose this game. I'm going to go... I'll be generous and say four to two. If we can score two on your goalie, I'll be surprised. But you never know.
1: That's pretty good. I hear that Travis Konechny is coming back from the dead, so...
0: He's having a heck of a season. I have to say, if you're a... Uh... If you're looking for something to pay attention to as far as the Flyers go, um, they've been rolling a top line for a few games of Travis Konechny, Kevin Hayes, and uh, Owen Tippett. It's been very fun to watch. So.
1: Cool. Eye
0: on that trio. It's the, uh, the one reliably good line <laughs> that the Flyers have right now um so you won't that's listen.
1: better than last year
0: but you're not wrong so really
1: <laughs>
0: um but yeah like connect me and and Tippett in particular have been a lot of fun this season so um if you haven't watched any Flyers yet this year I think that you'll you'll get a kick out of watching those guys at least and and Carter Hart when he's on has been very very good so there's that as well. of course Sky, do you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet?
1: Uh sure. You can find me at the Decaying Bird site at SkyOnAir underscore. Uh, you can also find me at Stanley Cup of Chowder. I am usually posting uh, as, as much news as I can. Uh we've got a good group over there. I am also over at Davy Jones Locker Room for the Seattle Kraken. Here at S, both of those sites are part of the SB Nation blogosphere. And I, we'd be very happy to uh, have you come by.
0: I agree. Everyone should check out both of those sites, particularly because, and I don't know when it happened, but someone added an apostrophe to Davy Jones' locker. Which they did? It wasn't, wasn't there at the start. It made me very upset. I told Stuff <laughs> Driver 45 times, what are you doing? There's no apostrophe. <laughs> Where is the apostrophe? It was only me. No one else on earth cared. But I'm very glad to see that the site is now the properly named locker belonging to Davy Jones, as it should. Of course. That was a very weird way to end a podcast <laughs> about the Boston Bruins and the Philadelphia Flyers, but yeah, that's fun. no one listens to this because I'm not weird, so.
1: <laughs> we, come, we come here for for boutique, very avant-garde <laughs> previews.
0: People know what they're getting out of this nonsense, so. For sure. Yeah, check out Stanley Cup of Chowder for sure. Check out Davy Jones' Locker. Sky, thank you very much for doing this. I appreciate it. I hope that you enjoy the game and that the, uh, the boys give us a show.
1: Thanks, same to you.
0: All right, go Flyers.
1: Go Bruins.